Hello, 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 and happy Friday. I am Steph Lee. I'm the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are listening in right now to the Friday 15. What is the Friday 15? Every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we go ahead and answer your questions about the travel industry. So I'm going to pull up this week's questions, and while I'm doing that, just to let you know if you have questions that you would like to submit or see past episodes of the Friday 15, go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15. Ooh, big question we're starting off with today. So question is, where should we be setting up our website? And I'm guessing what this is really asking is what are the website options um, that are out there? So I don't think it's asking about hosting. Uh, so let's talk about the different website options that are out there for you. There are, let's see, we did um, a poll and during our travel agent income survey, and we asked how many advisors have a website. And three quarters or 75% of travel advisors have a website which is fabulous, but it's still shocking that 25%, a quarter of travel advisors do not have a website. So if that's you and one of the things that's making it so you're nervous to start up a website is that you have no idea how to do it, let me walk you through your different options. So when we're talking about choosing which route to go with a website, there's a couple different options. I'm gonna break it down into four different options for you. But which one is gonna be the best fit for you is going to be based on a few different things. The first one is how much time do you have? If you are time stretched, uh, you're gonna want something that's easy to maintain and doesn't have a steep learning curve. Um, the second thing is how much money you're willing to invest in your website. There are the all the way from $0 to get started all the way up to um, hundreds or thousands of dollars if you're hiding it out and getting it custom developed. And the third thing you'll want to think of is the technical expertise that you hold. If you struggle to log into your email accounts and the booking engines are confusing to you, you're going to want a plug and play option that's as easy as possible. If you're someone that's super tech savvy and knows how to build your own websites, that's obviously going to be a great option for you and save you money and not be a huge time suck for you. So think about those things. How much time do you have? How much money do you have? And how much technical expertise you have? Now, there's a few myths I want to go into before we talk about the different options. So the first myth I often hear, um, especially for new advisors, seem to think that this is a must-have. And that's that you need to have a booking engine on your website that your clients need to be able to go to your website and they need to be able to book their airline tickets or hotels or vacation packages. And that is simply not true. So let me give you some numbers to back that up. So in the real world, how many travel advisors actually have online booking engines on their website? Well, we asked in our travel agent income survey and 24% had a booking engine. Very, very low, uh, one quarter, less than one quarter of travel advisors. Now, this is amazing, so get ready for it. Of those that actually have a booking engine on their site, which is again, only about a quarter of travel agents, 64% of those have no bookings. That's right, never had a booking on their website. Um, and maybe you're thinking, well, the rest of them probably have a lot of bookings. That is not true either. So. 
have between two and five bookings that were made on it during the past year. So this is not a huge moneymaker um, and it's not something that you need to have on your site. If your clients are coming to you as a travel advisor, they're coming for your knowledge and having a booking engine may actually hurt you because they may book something online that is not a good fit for them. So that's something to think about. Um, if you are a diehard that you wanna have one of those on your website, uh, host agencies, consortia, and suppliers all have online booking engines available to you. The other thing that advisors tend to think is really important, and these are for people that are just getting their website started, is that they need to have a steady stream of travel deals onto their website that just automatically come in. And that is not something that you necessarily need to have. Again, you're the travel advisor. You should be talking through these options with your clients. I think the website should be about you and the value that you're bringing and getting your personality out there so that people can connect with you. So now that I've gone off on that speech, let's go into, um, let me, we actually have a great website article on our site. So I'm going to pull it up. Oops. If you're listening to this, because we are trying this out and pushing it out um, via our podcast as another type of podcast called the Friday 15, if you're listening to it, all I'm doing is I'm going to hostagencyreviews.com and up in the upper right hand corner in the search website, I am typing in travel agency website options, travel agency website, um, and that'll pull up the article that we're looking for. So this article goes over the four different types of travel agency website options. And I think one of the greatest things about it is there's a travel agency website options comparison infographic. So I'm just going to enter my email in here and we can take a look at what the infographic looks like. So you can see on this infographic, we have the four different types of website options for you. So the first is a third party. And with the third party um, website options. So what that is, is it's things like Agent Studio, Voyager websites, Advia, Online Agency, and Passport Online. These are travel focused website providers. So what they are, are is it's a very easy. It's great if you are not technically savvy, they're easy to use. Um, it's great if you don't have a lot of time because it's pre-filled with content and it's travel specific content. So it will pull in those deals and it will have tons of information on cruises or vacation packages that you don't necessarily have to tailor. It automatically updates, which is great if you're not technically savvy, if you don't have a lot of time. Now the drawbacks to it is it's not great for customizing to your agency and getting your brand and the feel of you out there because there's so much pre-filled content. Um, the other challenge is if you are doing the pre-filled content option with SEO or search engine optimization, which is how your agency, how far it pulls up in the search engine ranks. So when you Google your name, how far you pull up. When you have duplicate content, which is essentially what that pre-filled content is, multiple agencies have that, that is, a mark against you when it comes to SEO. So that's something to be aware of. In terms of costs for third-party website options, we're looking at um, zero to $70 um, for the cost of the third-party website options. 
They also do offer you an online booking engine um, if that's something you choose to do. Now, the next option you can do is a build your own website builder. So these are, you've probably heard of them, um, things like, let's see, oops. Yeah, so they're things like Wix, Squarespace, Weebly. You've probably seen ads for them when you're searching online. Now with the build your own, the cost is less than what you have with the third party. The ease of use is just as easy um, the pre-filled content, they do have travel-specific templates, but it is not pre-filled with content and it does not pull in deals from suppliers the way that the travel-specific um, third-party website options do. In terms of SEO, it's a great SEO. Um, they have a lot of built-in tools to increase your SEO, which is really great. Um, the drawbacks now to the build-your-own-website options is... It is gonna take more time because you do have to customize it and come up with all the content and the wording. Um, but again, it's, it's very easy to use. You can customize it to your agency. They have a lot of templates. Um, and in terms of the way most agents go for their website, the build your own website option is the number one way. When we did an informal poll, 80% of advisors used a build your own website option. Now we do a walkthrough. We tend to like Wix. Um, and that's what we recommend to advisors. So I'm going to have, um, we're going to put a link in the description or in the comments of our Build a Travel Agency website through Wix. Um, and we'll show you how to do it in seven minutes. It's pretty cool. Um, we'll put a link to that if you want to check that out. Now, um, oh, I should also mention with the third-party website options, that's something that's um, obviously the build your own website at 80% is very popular. The third party website options, only 13% of advisors took advantage of. So these are like the agent studios, the online agency, the Voyager websites. Now, the next option is a CMS system or a content management system. This is, you've probably heard of WordPress. Joomla, Drupal are two that are less common and less well-known, but this option is going to be very inexpensive for you. You're essentially just paying for hosting and maybe if you buy a, a theme on there. The challenge with the CMS systems is number one, they take a lot more time. They're gonna take more than the build your own website because it's not just drag and drop. Um, you are going to need to have a lot more technical expertise. We built our first version of host agency reviews on WordPress and it was fabulous for us, but the learning curve is much steeper. So you can you can also do plugins to make it a lot more customizable to what you're looking for. So the cost for that one, um, it can be like $10 a month. It really, for the hosting fees, it depends on your traffic. And the fourth option is you can go through a developer. This is hiring a developer to do everything for you. This is great if you're not technically savvy at all. The big downside to this is the cost developers are not cheap, um, but you are able to customize it exactly how you want because you have someone building it um, from scratch for you. So those are kind of the four options. About 8% of advisors choose to hire it out um, to a developer. So again, we're going to link to two resources for you. You can either find it in the description of the podcast, or you can find it in the comments on YouTube. So we'll link to number one, the travel agency website 
article, and then we're going to link to our Wix tutorial um, that can show you how to set up on a Wix website. So we've got another question. This one is from Sandra Blake. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for writing in. Um, hi there. I know you must be very busy. <laughs> well, if you consider that I stare at um, my plants that I'm growing, my seedlings, for like an hour a day, I'm not sure you'd think I'm that busy. But um, so Sandra says, your site is the best. Thank you. I always wanted to try to be a travel agent, but the information in the past was not easy to follow or legit. I feel like I can finally give it a go. Um, thank you. So my question is, should I wait on buying a travel agency name before signing up for a host agency? I have my name picked out. I'm still researching on everything you are providing. I'd like to use the promo code for the Google site. So a few things in here. The first thing is, no, you should not wait to buy that travel agency name before signing up for a host because that can take a while. And if you have the domain and the domain is available and the social media handles are available for the agency you want, buy that right now because if somebody comes up with that name and buys it in two weeks from now, you're gonna be kicking yourself. So buy that name now. Um, and then you're also asking about the code for the Google site. So the Google promo code, just for those of you that are, oops, socks just came in. <laughs> the Google promo code is for a custom domain. And that's like what we have. When you get an email from me, it's stephanie at hostagencyreviews.com. Getting that at hostagencyreviews.com. Uh, we do that through Google Workspace and we give 10% off in a two-week trial. So, um, Sandra, we will send over the promo code to you. If you're interested in getting a promo code, you can go ahead and email us at hello at hostagencyreviews.com or you can go ahead and drop a note in the comments. So, let's see if we have enough time for one more. Let's see, we're at 14 minutes. Oh, I don't know. It might be kind of close. All right, we might go a little bit over. So we have one more question and it's from Gary Getz and he is wondering, do you have any information how to integrate from working full-time another job and transitioning into travel agent mode? Cheers, Gary. Well, Gary, thank you for writing in. For those of you just tuning in, um, this is the Friday 15 where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer your industry questions. So Gary, um, as you're transitioning, the first thing that you need to do is um, figure out how much money you need to make in order for it to make sense for you to lose, to not lose your job, to leave your job. So once you have that number, then you have something to work towards and something to measure it so that you know when you reach $50,000 um, in income coming in that you'll be able to leave or whatever it is. So in the meantime, um, while you're integrating kind of this full-time work and transitioning into a travel advisor, use that network that you have at your workplace. These are all these coworkers and different people you're talking with every day. Use that to pick up potential clients. So I just did a travel agent chatter episode, a podcast with Dewan Shorter. Um, and he talked about he did how he did that when he was working full-time and still doing the travel business on the side. He did a great job with that. So that's episode 19, if you wanna take a listen to that. Um, so spread the word, be open with your company if you can. Um, that would be something I would encourage you to do just so that they know 
um, so that if these people you're talking to about your business for potential clients, uh, they go to your boss that your boss will already know. And also see if there's any synergies. And I hate that word, so I apologize for using it, Gary, but I, I couldn't think of another one. But if there's any way that you and your current company that you're working full time at can work together, like if they're maybe doing a corporate retreat or if they have incentive travel for employees, see if you would be able to do the bookings for that. Um, now, when you're doing working full time, one of the challenges too is how do you service clients um, when you're doing it on the side and you have a full time job? So make your hours very, very clear on what you're working. If you have a lunch hour, um, make sure to put that your hours are, if you have your out of office um, auto response that says, hi, I'm working every day um, between 12 and, lunch, 12 and 1 p.m. I'll go ahead and um, answer your questions. Otherwise, I'll get to them between 6 and 9 every night. Um, that way, your clients know when to expect an email from you and you're respecting the work boundaries uh, for the full-time job that you're keeping. In terms of how long you're going to prepare uh, for this transition, I would say for most advisors, it's usually one to three years. So mentally go ahead and plan that. Um, and then during that transition period, um, let me see if I can find this. I'm just going to the website again and I'm gonna pull up and see if I can find, I, I did the ASTA financials course. So ASTA, um, has a course on travel agency financials, and I have a bonus page on here somewhere. As the financials, let's see. Okay, so it's hostagencyreviews.com, ask the financials, and you're just gonna have to type that in because it's kind of a hidden page. This is for people taking the course, so shh. Uh, but on here, what you may wanna do is, I have, if you scroll down a little bit, financial report templates, and go ahead and, do the net income statement template, download that. Um, there's a profit, it's the profit and loss is another term that's used for it. Um, and you can keep track of the commissions that are coming in. So you can project at what point you're gonna be leaving your full-time work. So Gary, I know that was a lot of information. I hoped that helped um, and kind of gave you an idea of how to juggle the full-time part-time. Another option is go through our travel agent chatter articles. Um, or Travel Agent Chatter podcast. I think it's episode two or three where I work with Zach. Um, and Zach is doing it part-time. He had just started up and he talks about how he kind of balances um, the full-time work with a part-time travel agency. So um, thank you again, everybody for tuning in. We didn't go too far over, but hopefully you'll join us next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Again, on YouTube for our Friday 15th. Thank you again. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be beautiful. Well, at least beautiful here in Minnesota. Thank you.